Welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast, which remembers and celebrates all things and everything classic TV. Today, as you know, we do delve into the world of music from time to time, and we're going to do that with you on today. We are going to take a look at the Broadway musical, Ain't Too Proud, which we saw recently for the very first time. Of course, for those of you who are not familiar with Ain't Too Proud, it is about the life and times of The Temptations. The Temptations, of course, formed in 1961. They actually got started back in the 1950s, but they became The Temptations in 1961 and signed with Motown the very same year. Motown, Barry Gordy, was the one who demanded that they change their name, um, and they picked The Temptations. Of course, they hit it really big in 1964, three years later, with their very first big hit, The Way You Do the Things You Do, which was a top 10 hit for them on the pop and R&B charts. And then they had their very first number one hit the following year, My Girl, which peaked at number one in the spring of 1965, and it just kind of went on from there. Now, the the Broadway musical is based on the autobiography of Otis Williams. Otis uh, was the founder of the group, and he's still alive and well and going strong at 81 years old. He's, he's either 81 or 82 years old, and he's still going strong. The Temptations are still out there performing and touring all around the world. And this musical is absolutely wonderful. If you haven't seen it, I think it is going to be on the road until January, so I highly recommend going and checking it out. Um, the musical was actually, um, I guess you could say, released or began or hit Broadway in 2018. It won a Tony for Best Choreography the following year. And it is back out there on the road going all across the country. We've been fans of The Temptations for many years. Now, I've been a fan since 1975. Our mom discovered The Temptations when she was in college, and of course, she passed that love of the music down to us, thankfully. I remember being four years old, and she always seemed to play their music at night, never in the daytime for some reason. It was always at night. And she would... I'd wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom or just because... And I'd find her sitting in the living room next to the record player playing their music. I'd always join her whenever I would, you know, notice it was a Temptations album, Temptations songs. Um, I just fell in love with her music, fell in love with her sound. And I would either just sit there next to her and listen along with her, or I would sometimes lie my head in her lap and listen. The very first song we were hearing by them was... I Could Never Love Another After Loving You, which was released in 1968. And this kind of went from there. Uh, my sister discovered The Temptations in 1984 when they released their big hit, Treat Her Like a Lady. Now, I'll never forget this. My uh, Our mom either discovered that song on um, either Soul Train or on the radio. I can't remember. But she ran out the very same day and bought the 45 and played it to death uh, to the point where it now pops and skips when you try to play it. That 45 is so worn out, it's unbelievable. But uh, we have been fans of their music for so many years. And seeing Ain't Too Proud just brought the entire experience full circle. 
Again, it's a wonderful musical, and the crowd was absolutely amazing. I mean, it was so big. I mean, it was a huge, huge crowd, and it was very, very diverse. I mean, you saw all ages and all races at that musical. It was wonderful to see. It was truly a melting pot, melting pot experience to see so many groups of people there at that musical to see about the life and times and adventures of the Temptations. The youngest person I saw was a boy who probably was around 12, 13 years old. And I think uh, one of the oldest people that I saw was a little lady who was in a wheelchair. My heart really went out to her that she wanted to see that musical so badly that she came in a wheelchair. She looked very frail and she had the biggest smile on her face. It was great. Um, we had a great time. We went, um, my sister's husband came along with us as well. It was an amazing experience. The musical was absolutely phenomenal. The reviews, if you look at the reviews online, they are stellar. And I can see why, because it was a great experience just being there. I mean, the performances, the the, the, the moves, the, the story itself, the band, all of it just coming together was absolutely incredible. And I think I, think I might be wrong, but I think the only other kind of pop music band or group to have a musical uh, when this album, of course, had Mamma Mia. But also uh, the Four Seasons had Jersey Boys. Now, um, my sister has seen Mamma Mia, the, the film. I have not as of yet, although I'm a fan of, I am a fan of ABBA. Uh, we both saw the movie Jersey Boys. We never saw the musical. The movie was really good. And so, you know, it's a testament to any, you know, musical act or artist who gets their own Broadway musical. I mean, that's huge. And the Temptations, when they first started out, I mean, it was pretty, you know, uh, it was not an overnight success for them. I mean, they signed with Motown in 61, but I mean, for three years, they just didn't make any kind of headway at all. They didn't have a lot of progress or success at all on the charts. I mean, they were known as the no-hit Temptations. And, you know, there was a lot of discouragement and, you know, they second-guessed what they were doing and second-guessed themselves at times. But, I mean, it shows what perseverance can do. I mean, they went from having no hits at all to having a Broadway musical and winning Grammy Awards. And The Temptations music has been in everything from episodes of Growing Pains to A Different World to the movie The Big Chill. I mean, The Temptations themselves have been in everything from The Hollywood Palace, The Ed Sullivan Show, The Andy Williams Show, Moonlighting, The Love Boat, 227. They've been everywhere for all these many decades. And I have the book that Otis's, um, you know, Bodice's book that the musical is based on. I have that book. Found it just the other day. I had forgotten that I bought that book. I know I took it out from the library years ago, but I didn't know I had the book. I was about to buy it again over on Amazon, but I just felt kind of funny about it, so I didn't do it. Now I know why, because I already have it. 
It's a great book about not only Otis's life and his own individual experiences, but about the temptations themselves. It's a great book. And, uh, you know, you want to buy it or, uh, you know, you don't have it, definitely uh, head over to eBay, Amazon, wherever books are sold and pick up a copy. But uh, not only that we want to take a look at, you know, Ain't Too Proud with you all, but we also, to tie into Ain't Too Proud, we want to do a review of the Temptations' very first live album, which was released in 1967. It is simply titled Temptations Live. It was recorded on October the 3rd, 1966 at the Rooster Tail in Detroit. Now, in those days, the Rooster Tail was a big, big deal. It was one of the places to be in Detroit. And the uh, Supremes also recorded a live album at the Rooster Tail, if I recall correctly. But the Temptations, they had their very first live album recorded there. Motown decided it was time for them to record a live album, which I totally agree with. And this album is absolutely terrific. I mean, it's the Temps at their peak. It's that classic five lineup of Otis and Paul, Eddie, Melvin, and David. And they are at their peak. They are at their best vocally and in every other way. The band is cooking, to say the least. The band is absolutely amazing. And this album was very successful for them. It peaked at number one on the R&B charts, was there for three weeks. And it peaked at number 10 on the pop charts. It was released on March the 6th, 1967. And uh, it was on the Billboard 200 albums chart for 51 weeks. So yeah, this was a successful album for them. Was the only? It is the only live album to include David Ruffin. And uh, like I said, it just—it's full of energy. Every song is just wonderful, and, and the energy just comes across when you listen to it. Now I got my copy over on Amazon. Uh, the copies go pretty fast. I'm not gonna lie. The CDs they go pretty quickly over there. 57 years later, and this is still a hot album to pick up. Now, of course, uh, there are also copies over on eBay. And, of course, the actual LP itself is also available on eBay if you'd like to purchase that. The cover photo was um, taken in March of 66 in Detroit. And, of course, there they are in their white suits. They're looking so fine and handsome and suave and debonair and so smooth. And, you know, the Temptations, you know, they really set the standard. Every other male group, every other boy band, boy group to come along after them, um, they were all influenced by them. I mean, New Kids on the Block, New Edition, Backstreet Boys, Menudo, every other male group to come after the Temptations has been influenced by them. So they definitely set the standard. The songs on this album include My Girl, of course, their biggest hit at the time. Don't Look Back, a great tune, which Paul Williams sings lead on. Beauty's Only Skin Deep, that's a David Ruffin-led song, which he absolutely slays. Get Ready, What Love Has Joined Together, a beautiful song that Eddie Kendricks sings lead on. Ain't Too Proud to Beg, Fading Away, Yesterday, which of course is a McCartney-Lennon composition. And Old Man River. Also on the CD is The Way You Do the Things You Do. Now, it's not on the album because the album would run too long had they included The Way You Do the the Things You Do. So they left it off of the LP, but it is on the CD, thankfully. 
This CD, this album is absolutely terrific. Now, they did release other live albums through the course of their career, but this was the first, and I honestly, I, I have not heard any of the other live albums that they've done, but I don't think any other live album that they did can top this one. This one is absolutely incredible. So considering the fact that we have been in the 1960s for the past few weeks, it makes sense to add this episode today because that's when the Temptations hit it big in the 60s. That was when they signed with Motown and that's when they became a household name and won their first Grammy for Cloud Nine. And that's when they became household uh, a household name, The Temptations. Speaking of which, we've done other episodes on The Temptations. If you're new to this podcast, if you want to check them out, by all means, feel free to do so. We did an episode about their album, um, A Whole Lot of Soul, which was released in July of 1967. That too was a big hit for um, the group. That album peaked at number one in the R&B charts and number seven on the pop charts. We also did an episode about the time that the Temptations and the Supremes joined together on the Ed Sullivan Show in November of 67, and they, you know, sang each other's songs, and of course they sang together, and uh, that performance, as unforgettable as it is and was, is on YouTube. If you've never seen it, please check it out. It's amazing. And it originally aired on November the 19th, 1967. So if you want to go check out those two episodes, by all means, feel free to do so. There's also the Temptations movie, which was broadcast on NBC for two nights in 1998. So that too, um, we recommend checking out is available on DVD. I think also maybe Blu-ray and it's a cult classic, a cult favorite, you know, um, you know, so many of us have seen that movie and enjoyed it. And, um, that too, we do recommend now there must admit that there were some errors, um, in the film errors that were cleaned up for the musical, by the way, because Otis and all these other people were sued by the families of Paul Williams and David Ruffin and, uh, NBC was sued. Um, the past productions was sued. Shelly Berger, I think the temptations manager was sued. So a lot of those, um, you know, inconsistencies and inaccuracies in the film, uh, were cleared up in the musical. So, um, yeah, the temptations, like I said, you know, we've been fans for years and, um, it's been a great journey, you know, enjoying their music all these many, many years for me the past 48 years for my sister, the past, uh, 39 years. But, um, yes, that crowd, I tell you, like I said, very diverse. It was great seeing the people there who obviously remember the music when it was fresh and brand new. Who might've been at the rooster tail in 66, who saw the tents on the Ed Sullivan show for the first time in May of 67. It was great seeing them there. And those of us who came along afterwards as well. So it was a great experience. Very exhilarating, very, very fun. And again, if you get a chance to check it out, ain't too proud that is. We highly, highly, we can't recommend it enough. And as for this CD, Temptations Live, we recommend that as well. So we thank you for joining us as we took a look back at the Temptations and showed them a little bit more love, which we always enjoy doing. We love going back and looking at music from time to time. And we definitely have to include the Temptations in an episode. We'll have another episode about the 60s coming up either later this week or early next. Thank you for joining us for Two Sisters of the TV today. Don't forget to hit that follow button over on Spotify and also leave us a rating and a review. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for your time and your support. And we will see you on the next episode.